Hello and welcome to Speak Your Mind, the podcast with Carla Peva. Today we will be speaking with a special guest. Her name is Elham Aka Eli Abraham Zadeh. She will be sharing her story with us. Welcome, Eli. Tell us your story and how it started. Hi, guys. You know, actually, uh, my friends call me uh, kind of Marco. You know, Marco. You know, the one from uh, Italy who travels a lot. <laughs> yeah, because oh, actually, <laughs> because you know, immigration to Canada was is was not actually my first immigration. You know, when uh, I got married, so my husband is a doctor, so uh, he wanted to continue his study, and then we decided to immigrate to Australia. Okay. So he did everything, and then he took the exams, and then he went there. I was a newlywed, so it was very hard for me to be far from my hubby, and we were in law for years, you know. So he went to Australia to make everything ready for me, and then we could just travel. I mean, go there together, and then start our life there. But the thing was that uh, he got a job in a very small village, and then uh, that village was really far from the city. And then uh, he decided not to stay there, and he told me that because we just want to start out a life. So I really like to be in a kind of, you know, more dynamic, energetic, and lively place. So I think that um, we cannot survive there. So uh, I, I was young, and then I didn't know what to do really. You know, I and immigration was not my goal. You know, so I accepted that. I said,、oh, it's okay. So I can stay here in my country, in my hometown. You know, I'm with my family. So、oh, why should I just go to other countries to live? So it was the first immigration try, and then after a、uh, like two years, so again, we felt that we really like to change our country. I love my country. I love my hometown, but just we wanted more. I'm from Iran. Iran. Okay. Yes. Yes. So. And we decided to, and then my husband got a very, very good job offer in Dubai, and then it was a kind of two-year contract, and then、mm -hmm. uh, we immigrated to Dubai. Meanwhile, actually, not exactly meanwhile, like something like five years before, my husband、uh, actually opened a file for Canada. And then he decided to just、uh, give it a try for Canada because it was like kind of trend at that time that all of his friends, especially doctors,、uh, just they kind of applied for Canada、uh, through the skilled worker visa because、okay. Canada needed doctors. So, anyways, meanwhile we had that file open. So we and then、uh, getting back to Dubai, so we immigrated to Dubai. My husband had a very good job in a in a in a hospital there, and then they gave us,、um, you know, like accommodation and everything, and、uh, the salary was really good. 
but I was not happy. Why was not I was not happy? Actually, at that moment, I didn't get the reason. So, I immigrated to Dubai, and we had a kind of luxurious life, and you know, high standard and everything. But I was not happy because uh, I was not kind of detached from the things I had back home in Iran. And so it means that I didn't want to kind of be open to the change. That's what I yeah. Did. So basically, you you were basically living uh, your husband's dream. So you were tagging along because you mm-hmm. felt uh, you would have mm-hmm. to fulfill the needs of yes, which is his needs. So you kind exactly. of let go of what is that. Ellie needs mm-hmm. right, to fulfill her inner self, her heart and soul um, towards her um, life journey, right? Yeah. Yes, absolutely right. It was not my journey and actually was not prepared for that. Uh, I hadn't thought about it, you know, I mean when you want to make a decision in your life so you should just think about it you should find a reason why you're doing that and then you can do it but exactly exactly as you said i was not it was not my dream or maybe i didn't know what my dream was you know and uh, i actually i was really successful there because i am an esl instructor and uh, when I was in Iran, I used to teach at university as a kind of university instructor. So in Dubai, like after only two weeks of being there, um, there was a, a kind of, I mean, a job opening at a university. I mean, it was a kind of Iranian university with a branch in Dubai. So they needed a, a university instructor. So uh, after two weeks, I went to work exactly my job and the job I really like I you know and everything was okay there I mean we had money I had my job in a very good place a very high salary one I even didn't try for that job I didn't do anything to find it it just just came came, it just came to you (laughs) yeah and plus at that time at that time you didn't have any children so it was really about just the two of you right Mm -hmm. exactly very good that's it you know i am a kind of people person and i'm someone who has always had lots and tons of friends very good friends you know the thing is that i didn't know how to enjoy my life on my own it was just i was just you know be with i was i was with everybody i mean um, I didn't know how to be alone. Yes, yeah, so know. basically, it's like there's that saying that, um, you know, there's one thing being alone and feeling alone, and there's that thing of being alone but not feeling alone, which means you still have a mm-hmm. social life with friends, yes. which that was missing uh, in exactly. your circle of life at that point, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely, that's a point. You know, and as I told you, because I'm a people person, so I found many friends 
in Dubai. But the thing is that I just wanted to be with them. Okay. And they were kind of probably maybe different from my besties back home. They were not my besties back home. They were different people. They were not new people. So I didn't know how to deal with that situation because uh, I don't know. I didn't know how to, you know, kind of adapt myself. Okay, to new people in my life. I want them to be exactly the same as my besties back home, but they were not. Yeah, they were so you. People. Yeah, so you had、um, a hard time to adjust uh, the mm-hmm. change, uh, not、yeah. only the country,、um, you know, but also、uh, the whole situation、mm-hmm. of a new life, new people、exactly. in your life. Um, and obviously, because they don't know you,、um, mm-hmm. they will not have the same attachment to you as、mm-hmm. those that you left behind, right? Definitely, exactly, exactly. That was the point. So I lived there. I mean, we lived there actually for two years, but I was not happy at all. And all the time, I was like, kind of, I don't know. I was just, oh. Where are my friends? I miss my friends. I miss my family. Oh, I don't know. I was bored. There were lots of things to do there, you know. But all the time, I was bored, and I don't know. I didn't know what to do. So, after two years of living in Dubai, so actually, in the middle of that, we got the visa for Canada. So okay, yes. After the two-year contract was over, so we decided to、uh, go to Canada because、uh, actually we didn't have that much time. So, for getting our, I mean, for 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 getting our PR and stuff,、so、we had some friends. Actually, my husband's friends, but no, no family. Okay.、Really. So, so anyways, it was basically like、mm-hmm. restarting all over again. Exactly, and. That was another episode of my life. You know,、uh, when we actually, it was like September that we got back to Iran, and then after a month, I got pregnant. And I got pregnant, and then we we planned to go to Canada after six months. You know, to I don't know to just be ready for that, and then go to Canada. And then I got pregnant. So at first my pregnancy was really good, but after it was in the yeah in six months six of my pregnancy did I got a UTI, labor pain, and then stuff like that. I would I was bed rest to my son in Canada, you know, because we were we wanted to live there. So my son, I wanted him to be in Canada. I wanted to I mean so yeah. So basically.、Um... You wanted to give a better life to your child、Definitely. and、um, allow him to have options for his future,、exactly. kind of thing, right? Yes, but still, there was no me. There was my son. There was my husband. There was the deadline of the visa and the PR and stuff. There was no me. So we went to Canada. It was a very kind of challenging journey for me because I was eight months pregnant. And then、uh, we applied for my mom to join me for my delivery. That time, 
the embassy was very very busy so normally they just give visas i mean i like like a month but it took my mom like three months to get a visa to canada and it was my due date and oh wow uh i had nobody there no family and then um i had a very 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 hard labor and delivery so mm-hmm. um it was like 13 hours of pain it's okay about the pain but the thing is that uh i was about to lose my son for three times so and three times <laughs> his heart stopped beating because he got stuck and I then, see. So you had a difficult um, labor, yeah, a very, and uh, which caused complications. And I guess the fact that you were alone mm-hmm. and going through that—that that you didn't like the option of actually mm-hmm. uh, losing your child yeah. was not an option at all. Exactly. Kind of thing. Exactly. Exactly. So I had a, you know, my my delivery was like the story of that year I think because uh, it was a very hard one and um, I lost two and a half liters of blood at a time of labor and then I was about to die because uh, you know my HB hemoglobin was like five and in my case the thing was that my son was too big for my body to have a kind of oh, natural delivery so uh actually i had to uh, be given the c-section option you know and mm-hmm. but uh anyways uh my son was healthy that was a blessing for me but uh my condition especially physically and also mentally both were awful at that time my mom was not there it was just my husband and i and I had a hard time and then after a month my mom joined us but I got a baby blues and a postpartum depression and stuff and I so and then after like uh, a year then my mom got back after three months because she had her life in Iran so uh, I was mentally very 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 weak and I was not mm. okay at all. Not okay at all. And um, how did you overcome the depression? Okay, good question. When I was in Canada, it was impossible to me, honestly. Because, um, you know, I'm a kind of, why not? First of all, okay, because I'm a kind of very, very sociable, active, energetic guy. And at that time, I didn't go to work. I couldn't go out because I had a lot of complications, even after the delivery, in sitting and standing up. <laughs> okay, and then in in a lot of things, I mean, physical complications. And then so when I was in Canada, it was impossible for me to get over it. But uh, we decided to get back to Iran because I was really, I mean, vulnerable at t- that time. So I needed help. So I get back to Iran because I needed my family support. And then um, I went to, you know, so many sessions of therapy. And then I started 
uh, to get back to the gym. And then, but we stayed, I mean, we lived in Iran at that time because I couldn't live on my own there, you know, with a, with a baby. I needed help. So, okay. yes. And then I told myself, see, it's okay. You live here in Iran. It's good. Your family is here. So you have enough money here. Everything is okay. You have a big apartment and you have your job. You have your friends. And I told my husband that, okay, it's okay. Let's not get back to Canada. Yeah, we have a PR. It's okay. It's being, it's being expired. So it's okay. Who cares? We're happy here. And then my husband uh, got back to school to get his, uh, I mean, um, actually he's a specialist. So to get back to school to study that. And then we were there in Iran. But after like a while, I told myself, so it's time to think what you want in your life. Okay, stop thinking of others. Stop thinking what my husband wants, what good, what is good for my son, okay? Now it's time to think which you want. Then I thought, you know, God gave me an opportunity to live in a very good country. And we didn't really, I mean, forgetting that PR, we didn't try really, you know, because people spend a lot of money and, you know, they just they, they got a student visa and then change it to work permit and stuff like that. But it was very easy for us. Then I told myself everything in here in Iran and whenever you want to get back, everything is still here for you. So what do you want? Do you want to make a change? Do you want to just make a challenge for yourself and then you know because uh typically i'm a kind of person who is into you know challenges i mean i am into challenging situations because it kind of gives me i mean uh a good feeling because i try for that i am like a i i really like to be an ocean you know or like a sea not a kind of lake i don't like to just just wait somewhere and so basically mm-hmm. um you want to expand you don't want to remain small mm-hmm. and and um i see exactly. i see what you mean by the ocean and the lake yes. that's a really good uh, view how you position that i really like it thank you So I told my husband that I want to get back to Canada. And my husband loves Canada, really. And he told me, do you know what you're saying? You should, if you want to live there, just, you know, I'm a student at university, so I should get back to Iran to finish my study. And then you should be there all by yourself and a two-year-old baby. So, you know, it will be really hard for you. And I told him, it's okay. I'm a very strong person. And through my life, I have been through many, many things. And I'm, I'm sure it's my journey. And then when I told my family, they, was, they were like, you know, kind of shocked. But normally they are really, really supportive. And always they 
respect our decisions. I mean, the kids. So I got back to Canada. Here, totally different. Why? Because you know, my husband actually stayed. You know, was here with me for a couple of months, and then my mom was there with me, and then after that, I was all alone. I went to work. Uh, from morning to like noon or afternoon, I, I, again as an ESL instructor, which is my, you know, favorite favorite job. And then I have it. I had a baby. Uh, my son is very smart, you know. And then sometimes when you have a very smart kid, it's not that easy. So it was not. It was very challenging for him because he was far from his daddy. His grannies in Iran. He he has been always a center of attention. While in Canada, it was not like that. So, yeah, I can only imagine. Yeah, it was very hard. So he started overreacting. He started acting up. He started hitting other kids. Can you believe it? My son is really, really, really cute, and he's very peaceful. And out of the blue, uh, he started just. You know, hitting other kids and then overreacting and stuff. And I was all yeah. Alive. That was his way of communicating with you. Yeah. That um, you know, he also has a voice, and this yeah. is how he's feeling. Exactly. Um, and children, they're so special mm-hmm. that to the point that, um, you know, we we as parents we have to. Um, observe them mm-hmm. and and listen mm-hmm. to how they're communicating mm-hmm. and try to uh, basically you have to stop what's surrounding you mm-hmm. and focus on why are they doing what they're doing mm-hmm. why are they reacting the way they are right yes, definitely definitely that's a point so exactly as you said you know it, that's totally true and then I call you know I had a very good therapist for kids uh, back in Iran so I spent hours of speaking with her on the phone to get the you know to get the, the, the solution of this problem so I tried a lot and I was super busy in Canada super busy you cannot imagine how busy I was at that time and then everything was really hard but I I, I just kept fighting. You fought for it. Yes. And you know, I am a fighter. It's, it's, it's very good you use this term because it reminds me of this. I am a fighter, really. So it was like uh, everything was going to be okay at that time. Then I traveled to Iran on a vacation. So when I was in Canada, um, you know, actually I felt a kind of... Uh, small ball under my ear it was like then i then i went to doctor and then they did the biopsy and you know stuff and i told some of them said okay it's not it's malignant but what the other said no it's okay it's not malignant it's just a small module and it's nothing so when i was in iran on vacation my husband because he's a doctor you know doctors like you know their friends to tell them everything is okay so he said, okay, let's go to my friends, you know, radiologists. So they do 
uh, the experiments on you. I just wanted to make sure that everything is okay with that nodule. And then I went just to check it up and the doctor found a malignant nodule on my thyroid, a very small one. And that was the miracle of my life. Because uh, I, I didn't have any problems with my thyroid because it, it is not, uh, you know, sometimes it's running in your family and stuff, but no, it was not running in my family. And I checked my thyroid before that and it was, everything was okay. So out of the blue, imagine you're on a vacation and then you have a lot of parties ahead. And then uh, they told that there was something malignant on your thyroid. What? My thyroid? There's nothing wrong with it. And in Canada, unfortunately, they didn't diagnose it and they didn't even see it. So, and uh, actually, a week later, they removed my thyroid totally. And oh, then, really? Yes. And then um, I was just waiting for um, the, you know, biopsy and stuff result to see if I need uh, kind of, you know, the follow-up. I mean, like chemotherapy. It's, it's just actually it's different it's not just chemo like other 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 parts of body but it, it, it has its own chemotherapy so I was just waiting for that but uh good news was that because it was very small so I didn't need it that but another episode of my life started so I came to Iran with uh thyroid and then I went back to Canada without a thyroid and all alone with a kid, with my job and my life. And you know, when you remove your thyroid normally, um, it, you know, it takes like three or four months for your body to adjust itself to that removal, to the lack of that in your body. And then you need some time, I mean, your body needs some time to just get used to the medication and stuff like that. And then for yeah, you're 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 going through um, mm -hmm. the healing process, right? Definitely, that was really hard. That was really hard. Um, you know, I didn't have. Uh, actually, I was weak, very weak physically, and then I really had a hard time. But I didn't tell anything to my family, to my hubby, because I know he 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 loves me, and then he was worried enough for me. So we didn't need, you know, more than that. So anyways, um, I passed that episode of my life. And the thing is that I got stronger and stronger and stronger every single day. And then it was just like, I think, I don't know. It was like a blessing, you know. I know it was not that serious, you know, because they just diagnose it really fast. But it could be something serious, you know. If yeah, I mean, you got you got blessed that they caught it on time, and it was like you were given another opportunity to reborn yourself and restart your life journey, Definitely. right? And not even for a second at that moment, I complained to God that, oh God, I'm, I have enough on my plate. I don't need 
a thyroid removal here because I'm 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 busy enough in Canada. I I'm alone and so but no. Not a not a moment. And I don't know. Being all alone and living all alone uh taught me some lessons. What the lessons were. First of all, God is always with me. And then and I actually I used to be a little bit religious, but I'm not religious at all now. I'm kind of spiritual. And then um you know, I kind of bind up with God. No complaints. No stress. And no worries and nothing. And my relationship with God was kind of, you know, it made it so much, you know, kind of stronger. And the other thing was that I had a so to just tell you that I had really good friends in Canada. They were like family to me. I always thanked them, and I'm sure that God just sent me those good guys to just take care of me and my son. But I learned a lesson. Loneliness is not as scary. You can just be alone, okay? And then work on yourself and then kind of improve yourself easily. And I started to love that. Love that me time, my alone time. And I learned you can have so many friends, but for being happy, you don't need to be with a lot of people. You don't need to be happy just by go, get going to parties. You can be happy. You know, being on your own at home. I don't know, just sitting next to the fireplace, watching a good movie. I don't know, drink tea or something on your own. Just you and your son together. You don't need a lot of people be around you. That was the most precious lesson I got from the last leg of my immigration. <laughs> that it's very good to be alone. You should learn how to just spend your time. You can spend your time with yourself. My point is I had so many challenges and I had been through a lot during my immigration. But it made me stronger. It, it didn't make me kind of disappointed or stressed or, I don't know, depressed. No. You know, now I am in Iran for a while. I will be back to Canada soon. Now, I, I am, a, you know, I'm in the middle of, you know, a lot of friends and I, my families, you know. I mean, my family members, my relatives, my very good friends, besties, and I'm blessed to have them. But I really love my me time. It doesn't mean I am always with them. No. I really enjoy being alone. I really enjoy it. And that is, I think, the lesson I was supposed to, and I am supposed to learn in my life, you know? And I had to learn this lesson. Sometimes God, when you 
you know, he wants to teach you something. He kind of, I don't know, it's like a test maybe. Stay tuned. We will be taking a quick break and we'll be right back. And we are back with Ellie's story. I think it's uh, because um, you had a fear and that was the barrier mm-hmm. um, which didn't allow you to, um, you know, connect mm-hmm. to your presence mm-hmm. because you were following other people's dreams uh, and dreams and, and journey, right? Mm-hmm. So once you made a decision to free yourself and live the journey that it, you mm-hmm. wanted to mm-hmm. do, um, it allowed you to understand that after all, being alone is actually a good thing because that's where you find yourself. And when you find yourself, everything else around you, it's just a bonus, right? exactly. It was just like blessing. Yeah, exactly. You know, I decided to go to Canada because I like to live, you know, in that country. Not because of my son, not because of my husband. Yes, that is good for them as well definitely for my son you know to be in another country and you know especially because I live in Vancouver it's a I don't know it's a part of heaven on the earth I think not but the thing is that the reason was not my husband the reason was not my son okay I am just going there for the future of my son yes it will be included okay but not 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 the reason I really like to live in that country because I like to try new things. I like to explore. I like to adventure. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm normally a very adventurous person. So I really like to discover new things. And because I just wanted that, it happened to me. I had lots of ups and downs. But thank goodness, at the end of the day, I, I could go through them all. And then... Now I'm really happy. And I could find the inner peace, you know? Now, right. And um, caused you to, or inspired you to go towards that career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, actually, as I told you before, you know, I have now I have been an English teacher and I'm an ESL instructor for like 20 years now. And uh, the thing is that. The first thing was, I love my job. And the other thing is that I, again, even in Canada, I picked that career because I believe that I am a born teacher. And I am a kind of person who have a way with words and also have a way with people. So I could help others, you know, not only by teaching them, you know, another language, which is a challenge for everybody, but also by understanding them and, you know, just sharing my feelings with them. You know, uh, I had lots of students and all of them were grown-ups and then uh, they just immigrated to Canada and then they had been through a lot. I always try my best to be with them. To listen to them. Not just, not just, you know, I'm a teacher, but teaching is not just teaching, you know, I mean, 
the, the transferring the knowledge. You should be a kind of yeah. person who's with others, you know, because teacher is really being a teacher is really precious. I think. Yeah. Well, let's be honest. Um, you can definitely relate to mm -hmm. them, right? Because they're immigrants mm -hmm. and um, uh, they're going through uh, a journey mm -hmm. where um, diversity and all these new mm -hmm. things coming at them. And it's something that resonates with you, definitely. right? So that's a great position. Yeah, exactly. You know, and then I heard a lot of stories. I saw a lot of tears and I saw a lot of, you know, laughs and cheerful moments. For example, oh, I got my work permit. Oh, my husband is coming to me. Oh, blah, 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 blah. So uh, it was really, really, really precious. And I can, yes, as I, as you said, I could relate to them, you know, and I could help them, you know, by sharing my own experience. So basically... Mm -hmm. Yeah, so basically, they were also helping you Definitely. to um, to heal and to be stronger mm -hmm. uh, and understand that you're not alone. Definitely, right? and I think, and I think that's what really helped you um, to continue that mm -hmm. journey in Canada, Definitely. right? Exactly. That's that's the point. And the other thing. I made a lot of friends. My besties in Canada were my students. So I could have my network, you know, I could start it. And I, I had my own friends, not my husband's friend, not my friends of friends. No, no, no. They were the friends I made. They were the people I picked. The ones with the same, you know, energy and then a very good vibes. And without them in my life, uh, those days were really tough for me. You know, they were there exactly. They they kind of calmed me down. They they helped me out and my son and they listened to me. Yes, they helped me. They were the blessings of my life. So I, I really thank God for that, really. Amazing. I love that. I really love that. Um, also, um, as you mentioned earlier mm -hmm. about your new path and your new journey mm -hmm. about um, your spirituality mm -hmm. and um, engaging with energy. Mm -hmm. um, how is that going? How is that journey going? And um, have you seen an impact, a difference in your life since you shifted uh, yes absolutely actually it's been a month that i kind of i you know uh, before that let's yeah let's say before that i have always wanted to improve my spirituality you know and then um it's been maybe a couple of years that i you know i have been on this path but um, it's been a month that I started to wake up. Passion, you know, and stuff like that. And I am super happy. And I'm super, super, super 
I don't know, cheerful these days. Yes, and I have seen a lot of signs. I'm just following the signs. I'm just following the signs that the universe sent me. And the moment I started it, you know, one of the things was this. You sent me, you asked me to just be on your podcast, which is my pleasure. It was one of the signs, I think. I just kind of attracted that. And I could see a lot of things in my life. The happiness and the blessing that is just pouring on me, let's say it, every single day. And it makes me kind of more, uh, maybe determined to follow this way of, I mean, spirituality. The first thing I can say, there were a lot of them, but the best thing is that inner peace that I haven't ever tried or, or felt that in my life. Yeah, it's like that tuning into your higher vibration mm-hmm. and where you feel like um, it, you feel so uplifted yeah. and you feel so amazing. Mm-hmm. And at times there's no words to describe that's how good it exactly. feels. Yes, exactly. Definitely, yeah. that's it. And you know, the, thing that, the other thing is that I'm just learning to let go of the things that are not important like I don't know anger you know I have always had the problem with anger anger management actually it's my weak point I get angry easily now I am really working on it and I you know so I'm just looking at it from another point of view that anger is not you it's something different from you so don't feed it. You know, it was one of the things. And then I'm really trying to, I'm really trying to get over it. And then the other thing is that a lot of people, the other message and the other lesson, let's say I learned is that old people are good. You shouldn't judge them. They are, they are where they are supposed to be. You cannot judge them. If even, even if they did something wrong to you, even if they hurt you, you should be thankful and you should thank them. Why? Because actually they just appeared on your way to teach you a lesson. People uh, who hurt me really, a couple of them actually. And honestly, I didn't think of them, but I didn't forgive them. But I forgave them. And I am really thankful. Not only did I forgive them, but also I just sent a lot of blessings to them and always kept saying, thank you, buddy. Thank you for teaching me the lesson. And I am thinking of the things that happened to me in my life, the things that made me angry or upset or stuff. And then I just try to find a reason for that. And I just try to find a lesson in that. That, oh my God, yes, that's it. That was my that was my mistake. So I should learn it. 
And when you learn it, it's okay. It won't happen to you again. Yeah, these are the things that I have learned and I have got during this journey. Yeah. Wow, it's amazing. I mean, like uh, listening to your words and um, I totally understand where you come from. And um, I mean, uh, people's um, betrayed or how they treat you or how they hurt Mm -hmm. you. It's like the fuel. It's fuel to make you better, to make you stronger, to make you unbreakable. Mm -hmm. And yes, uh, the the right way is to thank them because if they weren't hurting you and breaking you, you would not have uh, uh, been the person that you are today, right? Totally, totally. I really thank them all. And thank God, I really thank God to put me in such situations to teach me a lesson. And I thank God that he kind of woke me up to see that okay to see that it is not a bad luck it is not a kind of i don't know bad situation or stuff like that no it was a blessing did you learn a lesson when you learned it so as as you said it's like fuel it makes you stronger and i really thank god for that yeah and um ellie so uh is there a special message you would like to share with our listeners sure the message is that there are a lot of things as an immigrant especially because you know that i think it is the topic what what we talked about whatever happened to you just be strong stay strong and just look at it or, or, or always look for the silver lining, you know? And even if a situation looks really bad, it is not. Try to find the positive things in it and try to just see that as a kind of lesson. It's a course you should pass. The other thing is that Follow your dreams. Pursue your dreams. When you have a dream, if you don't pursue and fulfill, so you don't get happy. So do things for yourself. It's very good to think of others, but you are the most important person of your life. It's not selfishness. It's it's not mean. No. You should... You, you know, you are a part of, a, you know, a drop from God. So you're very precious. You are very precious. So do things first for yourself. And when you do it for yourself, so because it's it's for a good thing, I mean, you know, it's, it's something good. So everybody would kind of um, cherish. I mean, everybody would, would use it. Okay, and everybody would be warm because of the vibes and the, the, the warm vibes you're just sending to them. And always be thankful. 
that is the key that is the key to happiness always in your life be thankful and grateful and you would see a lot of doors would be open to you that's it Ellie, I would like to thank you for sharing your inspirational story with us today. And for all the listeners out there, a big thank you and keep tuning in for our next episode. Namaste.